Hi everyone, this is me again, Anchisa from LingUp, and today we are with Shen. He is very special. We have some his um, story to tell us about his learning languages. So, um, Shen, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Shane Rochford, and I'm from Australia originally, but uh, now I call Chiang Mai home. Okay, yeah. And where, um, again, can you tell us more about yourself? Like, where are you from and how many languages do you speak? So, originally, I came to Thailand and worked for a foundation. And during my first three years in the foundation, I was mostly here to teach English for the foundation. Mm -hmm. But I was also uh, starting my language learning journey uh, through uh, listening and Uh, singing. We had uh, lots of songs every day with the foundation I was with. And then after that, uh, my second and third year, I spent a lot more time actually learning language with a teacher. So just one-on-one -on -one class, one hour a week. But that was uh, the start of my language learning journey in Thailand. And as I was at the foundation, I was able to learn a lot. Uh, in the th first three years about Thai culture, about how things things uh, happen in Thailand and all that sort of thing. And while I wouldn't say uh, I, I learned the best way, uh, I didn't come here and, and do any specific language learning straight away. I was just letting everything soak in and spend a lot of time just listening to people and trying to talk and and that sort of thing. So it was good, um, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't suggest people learn language the way I do. I'd suggest people maybe go to a school mm -hmm. and, and that sort of thing. So uh, why I came to Thailand? Uh, it, I basically came to Thailand to help people. And so I spend my days at the moment helping people with all sorts of different things. Sometimes uh, teaching English and other things like that and other times just being someone who, who people can talk to and if they have problems they can come to me and I can help them navigate to the best solution that uh, that's around. And about me, uh, I spent a few years at, at school learning French But definitely, I wouldn't be, wouldn't say I was a uh, French speaker. Mm -hmm. And I also did one year of Japanese. But mm -hmm. yes, just one year of Japanese is, is not, not very easy. So I can speak a little bit of French, a little bit of Thai, and a lot of English. Wow, that's um, that's impressive because like all of that are not similar to your mother tongues and you're been working hard on it so i really um i mean i impress and all right um so well, when did you first start learning thai again like when i came to Tha when i came to thailand in 2010 oh. i i spent time in my foundation and part of our day was waking up and then learning I was sort of learning Thai and seeing Thai on the screen and I was trying to listen to the songs and follow along with the songs that uh, the, yeah. the team that I was with were singing. Mm 
So that was that was a good start. And then mm-hmm. as I was doing that, some of my activities around the foundation were to keep it keep it clean, nice and tidy. So I'd do different activities in the morning, trying to keep fit. And as I would do that, I would be listening to Tidepod one oh one on the on the um, on my phone and doing other things like that as well as having the Thai alphabet on my wall so mm. I was hopefully when I was in my room and sleeping and watching looking at the wall I, I could see see the different characters and they were getting into my into my head yeah and uh, so that was yeah that was it um, um, that might that might sound easy for a listener, but I would say that take a lot of work to do, and I'm pretty sure you've done a great job. So that's about like 10 years, 12 years that you have been learning it, using it. So it would be great if you can um, show us your work. Like maybe you can introduce yourself in Thai so people can listen to it. Okay, here goes. Pomchu Shane Cup. Pom Majak Pratet, Australia. Lago Pom Ben Kontai, Pom Rakcheng Mai Mark Tisuat Nakap. Doni Pom Ben Asasamat, Sipsam B. Lago Doni Rao Tam Kichigam Sinapsanun Gansuksa Nakap. Wow. That's, I mean, the choice of words that you were using are pretty on another level it's not just like you know beginner so yeah you've done it one one of the things is i i have to say this a lot because i'm meeting a lot of government officials and Mm -hmm. so i have i have a few sentences that i know down pat and it's 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 good to be able to say that with confidence yes so a lot of a lot of thai learning and language learning is about confidence and especially when I'm teaching Thai to uh, teaching English to students uh, I would always be working on building up their confidence in their in their English ability yes that's uh, and you said you are you are asa samak right which is like volunteer um maybe you want to talk more about that like uh, what is the organizations and what are you doing on that yes so maybe people okay. might want to get to know you more so I, I've been connected with several different foundations through over the years that I've been here. My, my first one, like I said before, was mostly talking about teaching English. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would do that in a variety of settings. At, at schools, uh, we would host English camps. And they would be one or two days every two or three months. And we would have five or six schools from around the location come and join with us and we'd have 100 to 200 students mm. and 10 to 15 teachers and they would do English camps. We'd do English camps for elementary school, primary school children, as well as high school children. And the foundation I was with would bring teams of people from Australia, mostly, um, but other places as well. And we would have uh, a great great time together teaching English to the students in, in and around Hangdong. My the, my second foundation, I spent most of my time helping other foreigners come and uh, get the volunteer visa in Thailand. Mm-hmm. So that was it was always a challenge because I 
I had to speak English to all of the the volunteers and things like that. And then when uh, when you're doing stuff about volunteer visa, uh, visas, you're always in touch with the government departments, mm-hmm. the the social department, the work labor department, as well as immigration department. So many times I would be called in to to follow, uh, to join with the volunteer going to those different departments and having to talk with government officials all the time. So I spent a lot of time uh, in, in government departments trying to explain things in my limited time, but also uh, trying to understand all the different changes that would always go on with the visas and things like that. So it kept me quite busy and it was a, it was a chance for me to Sort of, I didn't have to prepare information in Thai mm-hmm. for people, but I had to sort of know enough to read and understand what was um, was on the documentation, mm-hmm. so that I could make sure the people had the right documentation when we went to the different departments. So that was definitely mm-hmm. a challenge. So you can also like besides just speaking quite good, you can also read Thai, right? I can read Thai, but one thing is, and we'll talk about it more later, is I'm quite lazy, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't spend enough time just reading for fun, or or mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. So whilst I feel I can I can read and see the words on the page, I don't always understand the the language and what's yes. being said. I understand. So, but. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely good to have have that ability, and the the thing is these days with Google Google Translate and yes. other applications, it makes it much easier for uh, for me to do what I need to do in Thai language. Yes, and then you you mentioned about like you, you need to know some particular phrase or sentence because you need to talk with the government officials. Was that The hardest challenge that you need to overcome, like during learning Thai or something like that. It's it it is very challenging because um, there's different levels of Thai language. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one thing I did when I first got here was to get a phone number, and I'm looking through the phone numbers and I found a cool number which was twenty twenty something. So, what I did is I. Uh, I saw that and I took that number and I thought it was a very good number to have, and it's it's really good because when I go to a supermarket or have to say my my phone number, I I say the 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 sao sao jet c, and it's so good being able to do that. The mm-hmm. the person you can tell where the person is from if they can understand me or not understand me. Now the word in Northern language, plus uh, mm. is sao is 20. So uh, if I if I talk to someone and they go sao, they normally mm. start pressing sam, and I go no no, sao sao bat, he said, and so it automatically puts me on a on a on a um, level a communication level with them that they know. I might know a little bit more Thai. 
but saying that when they bring talk to me really fast back to me, I don't really understand what they're saying most yeah. of the time. So, and uh, when I do talk to government officials, many of them, I will I will explain what I do, but then they talk back to me, and I can't. They'll talk for two or three minutes, and I can't remember and process everything at the same time. So that's mm -hmm. quite a challenge for me. Right. I see. And um, especially you living like not in the central of Thailand, you know, the, the dialect becomes important role there. Or if like for and the with, listen... Mm -hmm. with, with government officials, they're, they're also always using the, the higher language as well. Mm. Like sometimes they'll say Kapa Jao. Or I, I go to lots of lots of um, speeches and opening ceremonies where the language isn't isn't just pom or dichan. Mm -hmm. They're saying kapajal, and I, I go, oh, what is that? Because I know from my normal language that prajal is God. So <laughs> it, it, it's it's like kapajal. What what is that? And they're talking about God, and no, no, it's actually the word for. Uh, pom or yes. me, I, sort yes. of thing. So, yeah, yeah. Side, uh, side fact for the listening. Kapajao um, is actually a very, very formal language, uh, Thai language that we use. It actually comes from the parts. It's very traditional. Normally, the one uses is going to be like living in the palace with the king or something like that. But now we are using it to refer like me, I. Uh, for like in the formal documents, like in government, just like Shane have mentioned. Yeah, I just would like to add that fact so people who are listening understand more about it. Yeah, but yeah, um, you learned that and now you're quite good at it, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I'm still still learning every day, and yes. and one of the problems I do have is yeah, I I hear the words they're saying, but it doesn't trend. I I can't translate it so quickly on the fly and then I don't have a, a response I can't answer them because mm -hmm. it just takes time to process so uh, and another fun fun challenge here I have with I would have dinner with with my Thai friends in the mm -hmm. in my first foundation and at dinner time it's not just one conversation there's there's three people on the left, they're talking about one thing, and there's three people on the right talking about another thing, and then they're they're both listening to each other and communicating as well across the groups. And there's always like three or four people talking, so you don't have the chance to to hear exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. And some of the some of the funny things I I've heard is generally the dinner conversation is about bodily functions and that's quite funny sometimes when they're talking about how their how their visit to the bathroom was this morning or during the day and they're explaining whether it was good or bad or running or <laughs> that sort of thing so it's quite interesting some of the conversations that people have around dinner time so right yeah so it's not just like you're trying to understand the language but you need to know the context of what is going on with different topics among that yeah, yes. that would be very very hard but also like confusing but it's a good chance to learn too right yeah 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 
and and the the team that I was working with at the first, they were all speakers of other mother tongues. So there were some Karen people, there were some Tin people, there were some Hmong people, there were some Lisi people, Lahu people, and they would all have a mother tongue, and then they would all speak Thais as their communication language. So uh, when they were speaking, they would throw in words from their other languages, and I'm there trying to listen and trying to hear what they're talking about, but then there would be a word, and I'm sitting there going, oh, what's, what's the blue? And, and it's actually like Sawati in, in uh, uh, Garyan language. And then I have some friends over in Surin, and I go and visit them, and they say, Sap, Sap. And Sap in Pasa Kumur is like Aroi in Thai. Or, ah, Sap. Or Lam. Lamtete in Kamur. So you've got all these different words running around your head and you're trying to understand what they're mm -hmm. saying. It's, it, it does make it very challenging for someone learning Thai. Yeah, I, I can see. I, I would be very confusing if like, I was in your shoe. You know, like, I wouldn't be able to learn that far because I would find it very hard to overcome it. Yeah, but your part is great. So, um, do you think learning a new language is the key to success? Some of the things I tell people about learning languages is, especially when you're doing traveling, what you want to do is, is learn the words for please and thank you in whatever language you're at, in whatever country you're in, as well as the numbers and then how to say toilet. Mm -hmm. So, so there's um, oh hello and goodbye as well. So if you're in in Germany, you're saying bitter and danke, mm -hmm. uh, or dankeschön, and you're saying eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, six, acht, even, and then toiletten. So, but if you're in Japan, you're saying uh, domo arigato. And you're saying ichi ni san chi go roku shichi hachi kuju under twa kacha science set we nerf beast. So you're saying all these different words and in 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 French is civil play and mercy. And in Switzerland it's like mercy danka. So I found that knowing knowing those those words is very useful for mm -hmm. um, when you're traveling. So hello, goodbye, please, thank you, the numbers and toilet. Okay. And then other other advice I, I would give people is when you do practice, whether you're watching a movie or you're watching YouTube, um, uh, keep stopping, keep stopping the, the podcast because even though you're saying what they're saying on the podcast, it's not really going in. So you need to listen, understand, and speak, even even if it's just you, uh, you listening. You need to be doing that all the time. Practice, practice, practice. Mm -hmm. So, I have Thai friends. I tell them, watch this YouTube video, listen to the person, and stop it. Listen, practice, 
listen, practice, listen, speak, and and that's one of the one of the good things. And right, because like when you have enough input, but you haven't like practices or like giving an output, then it's not gonna work right there, right? Definitely, and yes. another thing is there are many ways to learn. So there's uh, learning by yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, learning with podcasts uh one of the one of the things i found especially when i i started reading was that that the uh, most phones now with google keyboard actually they they can complete the word for you so you're typing typing in the word and uh you, it, it'll just go and spell it correctly so you don't have to spell it correctly all the time and I was using another app, which is now dead, but it was called Swipe Keyboard. And so I would, I would be saying on the keyboard, uh, so I type in Sosua, Wawan, and then the letters would come up for the rest of the Sawadee Cup. And then I type in Sabadi Mai, Sosua, Bobai Mai. And then the rest of the sentence will come up. And so I just typed a couple of letters and bang the sentences there. And it was much easier for me to, to communicate with, with the, the other person um, by just typing a couple of, couple of letters and the rest of the sentence was filled out for me. So I really like, like that and that helps. And then um, another couple of things, you can uh, use the Ling app. And Ling is uh, is great for learning Thai. It gives you a whole bunch of different different ways to uh, get get the words and vocabulary into your head. And I just had a quick play with it again, and yeah, it's a lot a lot better than the old apps, which were just like press a sentence and it says it for you, and then you go and try and find another sentence. If you wanted to have a communication uh, communications with someone, so yeah, that's what I'd say is just no matter how 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 you uh, learn, what you've got to do is find a a teacher and find a way that suits you. So I'm always suggesting people try one teacher or one school, and they might learn that way. If so, that's great. If they don't learn that way, find find another way to uh, to to uh, to uh, that suits you something that suits you your learning style and your way yeah. right because different people have different um preferred learning because something work for this one another something might not work for another person right yeah that's a really great um advice i would say like really because you gave like a clear example and also many ways of learning, especially for self-learning, because sometimes it is hard to just, you know, go out and find something else to learn, someone to talk with. So, but with the self-learning methods, I would, I would say it really good. Anyway, if you have been learning a lot and sharing a lot about very informative um, tips, so I would like to hear some fun. What is the most embarrassing moment of your life so far? Speaking Thai, learning Thai. Uh, I I think most days I I embarrass myself, but the very 
the very amazing thing about Thai people is they they're very gracious and they're very kind. So even if you tell them they're ugly or they're unlucky or they're this that or the other, they they sort of a little bit taken aback, but then they they still smile at you. They they return a smile and so yeah I I try not to do anything embarrassing but um, yeah it's very hard and and I know that uh, they they just let things go but because in general if you are trying to speak Thai they they can get the context around what you're saying mm -hmm. and and it's quite helpful but uh, yeah for me I I've spoken to about four or five governors uh, of Chiang Mai and the the two mayors that have been in office since I've been here. Mm -hmm. And I know that I've said something's wrong to them or wrong to gov other government officials and they've just been very gracious in uh, overlooking my, my shortcomings in Thai and, and tried to help me help me learn. Right. Uh, as a Thai person, on behalf, I would say uh, we are really happy and um, that you guys, like any foreigner, try to learn another language because we know that it is hard to learn another language. And um, most of us not really speaking English in our life, daily life. So when you are traveling, visiting us, or even though move relocated to here and you try to speak our language so we really really appreciate that so everyone just go out there try we there's no judgment over here just we we are going to help you fix it if you have say something wrong or whatever we just try we will try our best to understand you so yes yeah, just speak it up right okay and that's pretty much of the uh questions that i would have for you today and I think it's had been a great conversation we were having. So, what can people learn more about you? Where can you? We can they visit you? Okay, so I do a lot of things around Chiang Mai, and especially connecting with expats and locals. And my my heart is to be the connector in between the the expats and locals, and to to help the locals. Uh, connect to the expats that they need to connect to and to help the, the expats and travelers uh, find, find the good things about Chiang Mai, the hidden things and, and things like that. So I, in, in that way, I'm always telling people that, about Chiang Mai and Chiang Mai is good. So I call myself the Chiang Mai ambassador. Mm -hmm. Now, an ambassador is a person who loves their country or loves their city and wants to tell everyone about it. So that's that's what I spend a lot of time doing, answering questions on Facebook, helping people through Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, as well as uh, Chiang Mai Ambassador and working for my foundation as a volunteer, I also run a couple of projects that I, uh, I founded. And when I was living in Australia, I was an IT help desk person. So I'm always fixing problems and doing what I can to, to help people. So mm -hmm. when I came to Thailand, I, I spent a lot of time, yes, learning the culture, learning a bit of the language. And then 
I also learned and understood that, um, or just from observation and walking around Chiang Mai, that uh, some of the streets aren't so clean. So I started joining another organization and helping them with cleanups around Chiang Mai. And then I found the opportunity to create my own organization. And we're trying to clean up Chiang Mai and eventually the rest of Thailand uh, by getting everyone everywhere to clean up their own little area. And when that happens, I think that we'll, we'll see big changes in Thailand. And okay. Chiang Mai will be a much more beautiful place. And then along with that, I know Chiang Mai um, and Thailand doesn't have the best uh, road system. Or they, they have a nice road system, but sometimes people don't often drive the, the safest way or have um, some problems with their, their actual vehicles and they're not safe. So I'm trying to do something called Chiang Mai Safe City and also eventually to be around Thailand. Uh, it's a program where people, the same thing, everyone helping everyone. So if you see someone without a, a back brake light or without a helmet, try and mention it to them and say, hey, uh, your brake light doesn't work. And if, if their brake light's not working, that means the car behind them doesn't know they're stopping. Mm -hmm. So even just yesterday, there was 11 vehicle uh, nose to tail pile up on one of the roads in Chiang Mai. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I see this and what I want to do is help people because uh, people don't know how valuable they are and how much damage or how much it will affect the, the rest of their family or their business or things like that if they do have an accident, if they can't work or if in the worst case they pass away. So trying to make Chiang Mai a cleaner place and a safer place, which is also what's on the governor's agenda for Chiang Mai, making it a much better place for tourists and expats and Thai people alike. But regarding language learning, my final thought is there is no right way to learn language. It, it depends on us, depends on how, how we understand, how we learn, and we have to do whatever suits us. So practice, if it's daily, daily, if it's little cards, if it's the internet, if it's YouTube, if it's uh, watching the, the Thai news channel and trying to work out what's going on. But you just need to practice and practice and practice. Okay, great. Um, you're very passionate about that, and I'm really thankful for what you are doing. And yes, it is very important. Um, I mean, very fortunate to have someone like you in our country, in our province. So thank you so much, Jane, for what I, what you are doing, and I hope everything is going well for you, for everyone. And also, um, guys, for the listener, I will leave the websites on our description box and also Shane's Facebook. So if you guys, any chance, would like to contact him, uh, collaborate, or just ask questions because he's more than willing to help you guys. Anyway, um, this is, this comes to the end of the episode. And I would like to thank Shane for joining us and share his wonderful stories. And... Thank you everyone for listening to this part because uh, it, it will be a long 
episodes this time and it's very meaningful. So thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions, just contact us and see you again next week. Bye-bye.